0: Chapter 9 A New Beginning, November 27th, Thanksgiving Day, 5 p.m. Traditionally, Lake Forest residents decorate their homes for Christmas no later than Thanksgiving Day, just because they wish to enjoy the fruits of their labor for the entire holiday season. This year was no exception. The homes were decorated to the extreme. Hundreds of hours were invested in each house as the owners expressed their Christmas spirit in their own unique way. A large crowd gathered toward the middle of the block of Festive Lane. The house sitting at 148 Festive Lane was no longer the ugly duckling home of the neighborhood. It may not have been the largest or the newest home, but it was without a doubt the most festive and cheerful A large plexiglass-covered display centered on the front lawn, just below a large, beautiful bay window, which was recently installed. The display on the grass was lit from within, where the lights shined on an array of mechanical characters that moved and sang. The theme was Twas the Night Before Christmas, as was indicated by a red-and-white sign that acted as a marquee attached to the top of the display. As the elves loaded Santa's sleigh with lots of shiny-wrapped presents, Santa and Mrs. Claus watched from the house's bay window. Audio speakers played various Christmas melodies, including one long-forgotten tune called Hard Rock, Coco, and Joe. Red, blue, green, white, yellow, and orange bulbs lit up the entire area with a warm and pleasing glow. At the very top of the house was a sleigh with Santa inside, calling out to his eight life-size reindeer, Merry Christmas to all a good night. The sleigh and reindeer gave the illusion of flying in midair, but in reality, it was connected to this grand old house and the most contemporary mansion that stood next door. A young couple and a small boy walked out of the house carrying more decorations, As they walked toward the display on the lawn, the crowd still gathered, applauded, and some of the people shouted, hey, nice job, and it looks beautiful. The young man carrying a string of colored lights waved as he smiled at the gathering. As the crowd migrated down the block to the next estate, they undoubtedly could recall that this old house was the neighborhood's eyesore less than a year ago. The exterior improvements included newly painted gray and white trim and eaves, the richness of the deep reddish-brown brickwork, tuck-pointed and sandblasted. Also, newly installed windows and freshly planted evergreen bushes and trees landscaped the home impeccably. This was, once again, a stunning home. Thanksgiving evening, 6.30 p.m., The Carter Residence. Over the last four months, Michael and Ariana made significant progress in restoring the home on Festive Lane. The outside of the home was rejuvenated entirely, but the transformation of the inside of the house was also breathtaking as well. Except for positioning the personal touches such as pictures and knickknacks, Michael managed to remodel about 90% of the house's interior. A few rooms on the second floor still required work, but the living areas used regularly were renovated and looked magnificent. Walls, once cracked and hole-ridden, had been entirely replaced or newly plastered. Colorful and tasteful wallpapers were hung and matched custom window treatments of exquisite fabrics. Not a floorboard from the original house remained, for they had been replaced with new hardwood floors. Large contemporary area rugs accented each room's decor distinctively as they added color and warmth to the sheen of the deep-toned hardwoods. Applications of fresh plaster were applied to every peeling and cracked ceiling. Flawless and perfection were the words that now came to mind. The to-do list dwindled from 225 to about 12. Yesterday, Michael installed a series of light switches by the garage door, Six different switches controlled several other lights, including the basement, the garage overhead, the entryway areas in the front and the back, the foyer, and the kitchen entry area. Ariana already noted that the switch's order was incorrect, and every time she wanted to turn off the overhead light in the garage, she instead turned on the lights in the basement. Michael will work on rewiring the light panel sometime shortly. Michael had done the vast majority of the work himself. However, he could recruit fellow workers to lend their particular expertise for the larger jobs. However, unlike five months ago, Michael could pay the subcontractors a reasonable and acceptable wage. Financial security and available income allowed Michael to maintain a fast-paced schedule for the renovation. His goal was to have the entire house renovated and presentable by Christmas. With the inheritance they received from Martha's estate, the Carters could live comfortably and fulfill their renovation plans far ahead of schedule. Michael paid off the house mortgage, which only left a monthly tax payment of $1,525.30. Michael could easily handle this amount and the other monthly expenses relatively easily on his current income. He managed to have additional money available at the end of every month that he applied to the house's renovation. This extra money and a good portion of the second check from the inheritance allowed Michael to renovate the home as required and as he wanted. During this constant construction time, Ariana concentrated on her new part-time job as dispatcher for the Lake Forest Police Department and raising David and Nicole. The hours allowed her the much-needed free time required to spend time with the children. She only worked Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., Michael now referred to her as his wife, the cop, just because she wore a police uniform to the station. Ariana managed to decorate the house beautifully between work and caring for the children. Every day she did a little bit here and there. After a while, all of those little pieces started to add up. Michael not only bought a brand new pickup truck, but he also traded in the old car and bought a new vehicle for Ariana. Both vehicles had air conditioning. Tonight was the first night they would celebrate a holiday with their newfound friends, the Stevens, from next door. As Ariana was busy preparing a large turkey in the kitchen, Michael hung some pictures in the living room. you know your mom was a beautiful woman, Michael said, as he hung a picture of Ariana's parents on the wall near the fireplace. Ariana shouted from the kitchen, Yes, and? Michael thought for a second and then responded, and you are the spitting image of her. Oh, you say the nicest things, Michael, she said. Whispering under his breath, Michael said, well, I have little choice when you bait me like that. I heard that, Michael, Ariana replied. You know, it's amazing how well you hear when what I say doesn't include the words, get me a beer, he said again softly, but received no response. See, I was right. Ariana quietly came up behind him and placed an ice-cold can of beer on his neck. "Whoa, that's cold, Ariana," Michael shouted. "You asked for a beer, didn't you, Mr. Wise Guy?" She replied with a smile, "Yes, but that never worked before, and chances are it will never happen again, so remember this day for it will live in infamy." "Thank you, Mrs. Churchill," Michael replied. Ariana returned to the kitchen and continued to prepare the Thanksgiving dinner. Honey, can you get the extra chairs for the dining room table out of the garage? Jack and Wanda will be here any minute. Michael walked into the kitchen from the living room and toward the kitchen door entry. He flipped the light switch on the wall and opened the door. As he looked into the darkness of the garage, he heard David yell up from the basement, Hey, you turned off the lights down here. Sorry, David. David. Michael replied as he flipped the first switch back and then flipped the second switch for the garage. I gotta fix that one of these days, Michael said as he walked into the garage. Ariana said to herself as the door to the garage closed behind Michael, I told him the order of those switches was wrong. I heard that, came from the garage. She smiled. The grandfather clock in the dining room chimed seven times. The doorbell rang. David ran up the stairs from the basement and flung open the door. Jack and Wanda are here, he said with a noticeable excitement in his voice. He ran to the door and opened it. Happy Thanksgiving, Carters, shouted Jack and Wanda. Hi, Uncle Jack and Auntie Wanda. What's that stuff? David asked, looking at a bottle that Jack held in one hand. It's the nectar of the gods to be poured into tall stem glasses, "'It allows us adults to raise our glasses in thanks for another year,' "'Jack replied as he handed the bottle of champagne to David. "'What about me?' David asked. "'Well, darling, you can have the tall stem glass, too, "'but yours will be filled with milk,' Wanda said "'as she took off her winter coat and hung it in the front closet. "'Cool! I get to drink milk out of a fancy glass,' David said. "'Michael and Ariana walked in from the kitchen and greeted Jack and Wanda.' Happy Thanksgiving, Ariana said. In the ten years that we have lived here, I have never seen the outside of this house decorated so beautifully. It's magnificent. Crowds of people just stop and stare. You guys did an excellent job, said Wanda. Michael and David did most of the work. I just can't believe how different this house looks, with and without the decorations, Ariana responded. This house looks great. I haven't been inside to see what you have done to the interior since the end of September. What a transformation, Jack said. Well, it was a long and hard struggle, but I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. The only rooms left to remodel are two of the spare bedrooms upstairs and the basement, Michael replied. You should be very proud, Michael. This house never looked this good. I am so happy for the both of you. None of this would have been possible without the generosity of Miss Martha Kennedy, Ariana replied. Michael came into the room from the kitchen with some drinks. Here, here, let us raise our glasses in the first of many a toast to Martha Kennedy. They all took their drinks, clinked their glasses together, and said, Happy Thanksgiving, and God bless Martha Kennedy. May she rest in peace. From a distance they heard a baby's laugh. I hear, my little sweetie, where is she, in her playpen? Wanda asked. Yes, I think David is playing with her. He adores her so much, Ariana replied. Well, Mike, how about the grand tour? Asked Jack. Walk this way, Michael replied as he started to walk, bent over and dragging his left foot behind him. Jack imitated Michael's posture. Wanda smacked Jack in the back of the head and he yelled, ouch, As Michael and the Stevens walked through the house, Jack and Wanda commented on every room. Although they saw the renovation at certain stages, this was the first time they had seen each room finished. Wanda was very excited about the new kitchen that now boasted new appliances, cabinets, countertops, and indirect lighting that gave the room a particular mood. Jack was impressed with the family room, where a large entertainment center featuring a large screen television was a football fan's dream come true. When tearing out the living room walls and master bedroom walls, Michael uncovered that wood-burning fireplaces in both rooms had been built over. He contracted a stonemason from work to rebuild the fireplace mantles. The main bedroom was, without a doubt, the most noticeable transformation— Michael knocked out the walls on both sides of the bedroom, which enlarged the once 14-by-17-foot room to 33-by-17. He used part of the space to create a private ensuite with a large tub, separate shower, and a two-basin marble vanity. The other bathroom down the hall was also completely remodeled and was now designated as the kids' bathroom. The house had been transformed into a better homes and gardens feature home, As the house tour returned to the dining room where it had started, Ariana set casserole dishes of stuffing, potatoes, beans, yams, and corn on the dining room table. Jack and Wanda took their seats as Michael brought Nicole in from the family room and strapped her into her high chair. David was still missing. David, dinner is ready, Michael shouted. David came running down the stairs from his room, entirely redone like the rest of the house. David's dream of having two rooms was a reality, although his second room was not fully renovated yet. The house still boasted five bedrooms, even with merging three rooms into one for the main bedroom suite. Wow, look at all this food, David proclaimed as he entered the dining room and took his seat. Looks like there is enough food here to feed an army. Do you need any help, Ariana? Wanda asked. Walking into the dining room with a 27-pound turkey, Ariana replied, Nope, this is the end of it. However, I will accept that offer if it's made again at the end of the meal when it's time to clean up. My pleasure, responded Wanda. The dining room table was flawlessly set, with white china and gold plated utensils, maroon colored candles in gold candle holders, and a flower arrangement of rustic holiday hues accented the table properly. The turkey was a golden brown, and as the steam rose from it, Michael stood. Let's say a little prayer. God, thank you for the blessings on this house and the friends with us. "'Amen,' Michael said. "'Now, a toast,' Ariana said, as she stood as well. "'For all the good fortune that has found us this last year, "'for new friends and a new daughter, we give thanks. "'For a son that has become a great little helper "'and for a husband that I love with all of my heart, "'I give thanks,' she said. "'Michael leaned forward and kissed her softly.' As he turned back toward the table, he picked up a carving knife and fork and asked, Who wants white meat? As they started to eat, Wanda commented, "Hm, this turkey is as tender as any victuals I have ever had. And these yams are great. I love the miniature marshmallows on them, Jack said. We're glad that both of you could join us for this holiday. Thanks for being great neighbors. Our pleasure, Mike. Besides, you fixing up this old house has increased the value of my house by at least 25%, Jack replied. Jack, what a thing to say, exclaimed Wanda. It's okay, Wanda. Jack is right. It's the least we could do to repay you for the generosity you have given us over the last few months. You are welcome here any time. I hope you realize that. Jack put down his fork. Well, we would like to make an invitation to you as well. Since you have been so busy with this house and the new baby, you didn't have a chance to take a vacation this year. Every few years, Wanda and I spend Christmas in Florida. We are going there this year, and we would like your entire family to join us. My treat, he said. Jack, are you serious? Asked Ariana as she passed the potatoes to Wanda. (laughs) You bet I am. We have a home that we rent down in the Flagler Beach area. It's as large as this house and has more than enough room for all of us. The weather is nice in December, and it's right on the ocean. It's also only an hour away from some of the largest amusement parks in the world. What do you think about that, David?' David was kind of quiet and didn't respond. ''David, Mr. Stevens asked you a question,'' said Michael. ''We wouldn't be here for Santa Claus?'' "'David asked. "'Santa will find us in Florida, David,' Jack replied. "'Ariana also seemed somewhat concerned. "'I don't know, Jack. "'I just started my new job, "'and we are finally back on our feet financially. "'How long would we be gone?' she asked. "'We would leave Christmas Eve around 4 p.m. "'and return January 2nd at around noon,' Jack said. "'Wow, that's a long time,' We'd be there for both Christmas and New Year's, Michael said. Hon, we don't have any family to be with during the holidays. You know how we both get around this time of the year. Maybe it would be better if we got away for a while. God knows we could use the rest. I don't know, Michael. It's our first Christmas in this house and Nicole's first Christmas. It's not that we don't appreciate the offer, Jack. It's very generous of you to ask us to join you, but... I think we'd better stay home this first year, Ariana replied. I think we should stay home too. I don't think Santa will find us in Florida. Michael laughed and continued to state his reasons for wanting to go. I just believe that it would be nice to lay out on the beach and get some sun instead of shoveling snow. If we stay here, I'll just work. Ariana thought for a minute. Well... I'll have to see if I can get off work. Maybe we could go for a few days, but I would like to ring in the new year at home, she said. That's not a problem. How about you fly down with us on Christmas Eve and come back on the 30th? That will give you six days and you will still be back in time for the new year. Ariana responded, That sounds okay with me. I know Michael needs to get away from the non-stop schedule of the last six months. I guess we do deserve a vacation. And it won't cost you a penny. The entire trip is on us. Your money is no good with me. Understand? Jack said. Michael replied, Our money is never any good with you, Jack. How much do I owe you anyway? You know I do have some money now. I can pay you back. Mike? You would be paying me back in full if you would join us down in Florida. You too have become our best friends. I would like to spend some quality time with you that doesn't involve hammering or sawing. How about golf? Wow, something fun to do. What a concept, Jack replied. Over the next few hours, the dinner continued with a typical conversation about the house, work, and kids. The grandfather clock chimed eleven times. Jack and Wanda took note of the time and started to say their goodbyes. As they grabbed their coats from the front closet and departed through the front door, Jack said, Thanks for having us over. It was great. I will get back to you later this week with the itinerary for the Florida trip. If there aren't any changes, let me know so I can make the plane reservations. That'll be great, Jack. Talk to you later this week. Night, Wanda. "'Good night, y'all. Sleep tight and don't let the bed bugs bite,' Wanda replied as she walked down the front walkway. Michael closed the front door and returned to the dining room to help Ariana clean up the mess left behind. She had already cleared most of the table and was in the kitchen washing dishes. Michael picked up coffee cups and glasses from the dining room table and brought them to the kitchen near the sink. "'You really want to go to Florida, don't you?' Ariana asked Michael. I think it would be good for all of us. I know David is concerned about missing Santa Claus, but let's face it, he will find out pretty soon that Santa doesn't exist. I was surprised he still believed in ghosts last month on Halloween. I think I was around his age when I finally realized that life's little fantasies are just that. A little cynical, aren't we, Michael? Not cynical, just realistic. You of all people should know that. You lost your folks when you were only twelve. As you have said on numerous occasions, that type of situation will make you grow up fast. Grow up, yes, but I never stopped believing in fantasies and dreams. Sometimes I still believe in Santa Claus, maybe not as the jolly fat man portrayed in the legend, but as a special spirit that looks over us and brings us intangible gifts, not jewelry or clothes, but... Patience, love, understanding, and hope, Ariana concluded. Had a few too many glasses of wine this evening, hun?" Michael asked. No, not at all. I just think that if we're so realistic and never dreamed, we'd lose sight of what life was all about. Don't you ever dream, Michael? Sure, I have dreams. The thought of getting this house and fixing it up was a good one. That wasn't a dream, Michael. That was a dream based on an actual situation. Haven't you ever dreamt of walking on the moon, being able to fly across the sky, or being the richest man in the world? You know, like real fantasies. No, I can't say I have. If there is little to no chance of a wish coming true, why make it? Because sometimes wishes do come true, Michael. I wanted to fall in love with you and have a family that came true that was not a dream or a wish that was a good calculated plan you wanted that to become a reality so you planned for it that's all gee michael loosen up a bit are you saying that miracles never happen i recall giving nicole the middle name miracle because she truly was one And I remember wanting to call her lucky because she survived due to the skills of the doctors that treated her. I am not saying God had nothing to do with it. I am saying God put us at the right hospital at the right time. It was predestined to happen, he said. If I only lived in reality as you do, I would go crazy. I need dreams and fantasies to keep an optimistic outlook on life. The reality is much too depressing at times, Michael. Dreams keep most people going day after day, she said, as she turned off the kitchen lights and walked into the dining room. Following her as she walked, Michael said, Well, Hun, I can appreciate you wanting to have dreams, but I look at them as just future disappointments. Dreams seldom come true. Ah, but when they do... It is the best feeling in the world, she said, and one of these days a dream of yours that you may refuse to admit ever coming true, and it's going to knock you for a loop. Well, when that day comes, I will be a believer in dreams. Until then, I will work hard for everything I want, and if I work hard enough, I will attain my goals. Dreaming about it may make you happy." But working to achieve it is the only way it will ever happen, he said as they walked up the stairs into their bedroom. Here, Michael, listen to this. I have this dream that I know is going to come true. I imagine my cynical husband carrying my son in his arms as he walks up a long flight of stairs. But that is not a fantasy. That is a definite possibility. Yes, and more certain than you may think, We left David sleeping downstairs by the television. You want to go get him? She said as she smiled. See, that proves my point. Here is a situation that is not a dream, but a reality, he said, heading down the stairs to get David. Ariana sighed to herself and thought, Michael, 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 when will you learn to believe in fate and destiny? Making dreams come true is only half the battle. Having faith and dreaming beyond the limits of reality is the other half.